You're listening to Love Advice with Leanne. Caller, you're on the air. Uh, hi, Leanne. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> Why, in your professional opinion, do you never take my calls off the air? Is this Carl? Yep, it's Carl. I mean, we had a few dates. Everything was great, I thought. Uh... Well, you know, when you switch to GEICO, you could save a lot of money on car insurance. Okay, awesome. You should call them. I will. GEICO, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. Welcome to Conversations That Heal. This is your host, Susan Jacoby. I want to talk about boundaries. I've talked about them before on Conversations That Heal. I had an experience the other day that was a perfect example of setting boundaries. It's an experience that I most likely wouldn't have noticed If it had happened, say, a year ago, maybe even a couple months ago. Before I begin, I want to share that my book, How to Love Yourself, Hope After Child Abuse, is available in Kindle form and paperback on Amazon. The book touches on topics common to all survivors. My intent in writing the book is to support survivors and letting them know that they are not alone and to remove the stigma and shame surrounding child abuse. Please visit Amazon.com to pick up Kindle version or a paperback version. I want to share with you the setup of this situation that happened. I was waiting for a door to be unlocked so that I could leave the building, the building that I was in. And there were about five people waiting with me, and more people joined us as we were able to exit the building. There was this woman in the crowd who I knew, I still know her. um, And she looks at me and she says, "Uh, boy, I'm glad you don't have a gun. You look like you could kill someone. And I was uh, quite taken back from that statement. Uh, First of all, I don't even own a gun. And second of all, Um, Actually, that was the second time she had said that to me. Putting aside the absurdity of that statement, I was stunned and and I was just, uh, my reply was, I'm just here waiting. As more people joined the group, they were asking why she was laughing. She made a a fractured comment and and what I noticed surprised me um, a lot. In, In the past, I would have, forgotten to take it into consideration of the people's reactions who were staying around me. I would have jumped more like I would have vaulted into this inner dialogue of how bad I was, uh, how wrong I was, what was wrong with me. uh, Why did I look that triggered her to make that comment? What I was really noticing is that no one else was laughing. Why am I sharing this to you? Because it illustrates how powerful healing boundary setting can be. Staying mindful of not falling into the old yet very comfortable feelings of putting shame on myself is where I am able to see and feel the different choices I can make and that I deserve to make for myself which, by the way, is an example of self-love, learning to make new choices for yourself, choices, um, one might say, healthy choices for yourself. A few minutes after this interaction, I was sitting in my car, 
And I realized for the first time that I had handled my feelings differently. The old me, like I said, that would have immediately fallen into the rabbit hole of it was my fault that she said that I did something to deserve it, that I need to change the way I look. Although I wasn't quite sure how I was looking that would propel her to make quite um, the statement. And I had no idea what I should have been looking like that would have detained her from saying that statement. The new me, which I use in quotations, the healed me, which I noticed was by far more freeing, that I noticed that no one else was laughing, even when the people joined in and asked why this woman was laughing. No one was laughing but this woman not even a nervous laugh or a smirk to recognize her comment. They completely ignored it. It felt as if they were on my side, like what she said sounded as ridiculous to them as it did to me. And that was powerful and reassuring to know that I had their support. The more I dissect this example, the more I see how this exchange was not about me at all. I don't know what was going on for this woman to make her, to to bring her into saying such a comment. Truth be told, I don't really care what was going on for her. It isn't important enough for me to ask her or play detect as to why she would make this comment about me. What is important is my reactions to her comment. I'm setting a boundary for myself. I'm not allowing, I am choosing not to allow her foolishness to creep in and control old feelings of shame. The more I recognize that, the more I acknowledge that, the more confident I feel holding my boundary. And what is interesting is to notice how this example cascades into other areas of taking back my power. The simple act of the people who were involved in this conversation, by them not acknowledging her ridiculous statement, it did wonders for me. It reassured me in a very unlikely place. And and while it was a very small gesture on their part, so small that I highly consider that they probably didn't even recognize it, it was just enough to boost my awareness, maybe my confidence of all the years of my trauma, that maybe what was being done to me as a child was just as absurd as this woman's comment. Yes, on one level, the adult thinking part of me knows that my abuser's actions were criminal and that they were not my fault. To tell you the truth, to recognize and own that my trauma was not my fault was a really big hurdle to get over. I I knew it wasn't my fault if you had asked my head, but asking my heart was a different experience. It took me years to set up the boundary in my heart that none of this was my fault, none of the trauma, none of the abuse, not even the fact that my dad was an alcoholic 
was my fault. When I am able to acknowledge that it wasn't my fault, the relief, the freedom, pain brightened my world. And you may be saying the pain, how can the pain brighten your world? Because it allowed me to feel the pain. It allowed me to grieve. It allowed me to set a boundary that I was worthy of self-love. And it will do the same for you. It will allow you to feel your pain, allow you to grieve, allow you to set a boundary that you are worthy of self-love. You are taking a stand. You are announcing to the world that you deserve to love yourself and be respected by yourself and anyone that you choose to let into your world. That's what boundaries represent. They are an announcement to yourself and to the world that you love yourself. You respect yourself enough that you control what and who comes into your physical life and your mind, your mind being your thought process, your awareness, your the way you think, feel, and act. I want to give you a chance to let all this sink in a little bit. And while you're doing that, giving you a chance to breathe, I want to remind you how to love yourself. The Hope After Child Abuse is available in paperback. It's really important that the stigma and the shame surrounding yourself are vocalized because that is how we can break the patterns of child abuse. That is how we can allow ourselves to heal and to claim what was done to us as innocent children. You can pick up a copy on Amazon. Getting back to this situation with this woman and this absurd comment of her saying that I was looking like if I had a gun, I might kill someone. I have considered thanking this woman for giving me the gift of seeing how I have the power to control my shame through setting boundaries. I am confident that she, her intention was not to give me that gift. On the other hand, the more I entertain that thought, the more I see it, that I can use it as a boundary example. I don't need to get her involved anymore into my life. I choose not to get her involved. She doesn't deserve to, hasn't earned the right to know me any more than she does. I set the boundaries of choosing the limits of I want to know her or her know me. Do you see how you control the people who enter your life and you control the people who exit your life? You have complete say-so. Now, you may be thinking, well, what about my my family or ex-husband and ex-wife, you know, whoever that person may be? While in my scenario, because she isn't already an established person in my life, I can more comfortably exclude her from my life. For those people who are more intimately involved in your life, you have the power to set the boundary, to set the distance on how much you are allowing them into your life. Maybe this is a new exercise for you. I have done this exercise. It's a practice that that I often have to remind myself of. 
it takes little steps, little steps that you choose to make. Perhaps instead of, of doing the usual Wednesday night dinner, you can excuse yourself maybe once a month instead of going over every Wednesday night. You can then excuse yourself twice a month. And then you can dictate when you want to include yourself and when you want to exclude yourself. And there will be ramifications. There will be, well, you know, I, I can't, I don't know what they're going to say. I do know that you have the ability to control your reactions. You don't have the ability to control anyone else's reactions, just like I don't. I have found that it is far more than enough for me to focus on controlling my actions and my feelings and my thought process. I don't have time or energy to control or to think about how anyone else is acting. That's their responsibility. That's their business. That's not my business. It's so funny how life brings you gifts when you least expect them. And I really invite you to set boundaries in your life to look for ways that you can set boundaries in your life. Everything you do, everything I do, becomes an opportunity to learn more about yourself. Often it is easy to look the power you possess in your life, the power we all possess. This isn't just about you. This is about all of us, especially the power that we are not familiar with or that we are not comfortable using. This is about small steps. I always close the show with that you are a lovable and capable human being. And the reason I conclude the show with that is to remind you that you are, you that you were born as a lovable and capable human being. Nothing that you do will ever change the fact that you were born as a lovable and capable human being. What happens to change that thought that perhaps you aren't a lovable and capable human being are the choices that you make throughout your life. They muddy up that truth. They make that truth not as clear to yourself. It doesn't alter the truth, the fact that you were born a lovable and a capable human being. Setting boundaries is a good place to see your truth. It's also a good place to practice self-love. I invite you to try it. I invite you to practice it. I'm not going to give you suggestions on how many times a day you should practice it. This is about you and the decisions that you choose to make. Please contact me at susan at conversationsathill.com if I can support you on setting boundaries, including bringing self-love into your life. You can leave a comment on Blog Talk or iTunes to help support get reaching more listeners who are also in search of living a life of peace and joy. And remember, above all, you are a lovable and capable human being who is more than worthy than setting boundaries. Thank you for listening to Conversations That Heal. Take care of yourselves. Okay, Kevin, for the grand prize of $1 million, what color is the White House? Um... 
I know this. I know this. I know this. Um, five seconds. Oh, switching to Geico could save you a bunch of money on car insurance. Okay, judges. That's true, Kevin. They'll allow it. Congratulations. You're a winner. Woo. Geico, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer.